Welcome to the podcast. Are you ready to thrive? You've tuned in to the most joy-filled podcast on the internet. Just like finding that bonus French fry at the bottom of the bag. Welcome to The Last Try with Patrick and Deacon B. Here we are. Was that really your voice? Or is that the voice it of really a robot? Nope, that is, that, is, that, is, that, is that, is that, is that, am I, am I being that story to come a little later in the show, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen? That was my voice. Oh, perfect. Sure. And I'm, I, I am watching you on the screen. So that makes me feel better. Um, yeah. So this week, I thought it might be kind of funny because it's all hot topic in the news. And again, you know, this show is not necessarily, uh, uh, super trendy based kind of show, but I had some fun uh, with this particular technology. I want to tell you that story. And then I thought that'd be kind of fun to do a show uh, because it is, it is trendy. It's, it's, it is topical. And I think we can make it relevant, Patrick. I I believe that we can. If uh, not, we'll uh, use the technology to help us make it relevant. We probably should have (laughs) just tapped it in. How do you make a show? Yes, we're talking about the whole chat GPT and artificial intelligence and all that kind of good stuff. Maybe I should have typed in there, you know, how to do a podcast about AI and make it a fascinating podcast about AI. And we still can. We still can. Probably, that's going to say, probably still, or just tell it that and that that the bot will take over our show, I think. We'll just need to sample our voices. That's right. And then... We're there, and then and I gave it some ideas. So, yeah. uh, I have you have you experienced? Have you experimented with the whole AI thing, the whole Chat GPT thing? Have you done very any, little any stuff on there? Very little. I did it through Bing. It was faster for me to do it through Bing's AI than Chat GPT. And I used it the other day. I asked it a question. I said, "Help me with uh, oh, how to establish an unincorporated association." Okay. I from a, help like a that. tax perspective or from, document? Yeah. yeah. So just so documents and that kind of stuff. The umpire organization, one of the umpire organizations that I work with, uh, needs to establish itself as an unincorporated association so that we can open a bank account that's not under a person's name. And I am the new secretary and treasurer of this. Oh, thing. well, look at you. I don't nice promotion. Have, yeah. You know, <laughs> so I, I, I didn't have... vote for you, but I would have. <laughs> so I think. So, good, so good I. I am, um, and right now there is money, and it's in a guy's checking account, his own sole proprietorship account. Oh, there he goes. So it's it's like, it's uh, like a Breaking Bad sort of thing, like a money yeah. laundry. You guys are like money laundering umpires. Yeah, it, is that what you're saying? It's not a lot of money. So he's had it for, I don't know, a dozen years or something like that. So when we went to the bank to transfer the account from him to me, they said, oh, the laws have changed, and this is what you need to do. So I thought I would go on to Bing and see what Bing had to say about how to establish an unincorporated association. And now I know. And it gave me the steps. Do this, this form, this with the IRS, and that form with your state, and check with your state, and the thing. And at the end of it, you've got what you need. Then you can walk into the bank and say, here's my unincorporated association, and they can open an account with an EIN, and off you go. So there you go. I'm in the throes of getting that process underway, but I used AI to help me with the steps. Oh, well, there you go. 
It has, yeah. I think. So that's the thing is it has it's some amazing benefits, but also beautiful. has some real scary, oh, some real scary, scary boy. stuff. And so we'll oh, talk God. about that a little bit later. Yes, we are. So my, my, my foray is a little more personal. So uh, just earlier this week, the last week, um, it was uh, the week before our anniversary. This was like on a Monday or a Tuesday. The anniversary was on Friday. And um, my wife was working on some stuff for work. And she said, hey, what's this, you know, thing chat something or other and i was like yeah chat bt let's check it out so she she got on a little count and it was pretty cool you know she put in some stuff for work and it generated a bunch of ideas for a powerpoint presentation on trainings mm-hmm. and adult education and it was pretty cool um so it got to be <laughs> got to be you know thursday night and okay. uh next day is the anniversary and my wife is very big on cards, greeting cards, oh, birthday yeah. cards, cards, yes. cards, words. She's a words and encouragement mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, ay, 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 our anniversary is tomorrow and I got nothing. So <laughs> got on the old chat GP tier and I, you know, put in, you know, a romantic poem for a, for a 33rd anniversary with a couple that met in high school and you know goes to church and just you know came outdoors just kind of gave a bunch of parameters okay and like four seconds later it was about three four paragraphs beautiful poem with spot on on our family love for kids love for faith the outdoors with some rhyming and some it was it was beautiful (laughs) so i was like all right Copy, paste, put it into a little homemade <laughs> card, bada ba, throw a picture on there. And I was thinking, okay, I'll, you know, she'll probably laugh. You know, she'll probably like, there's, you didn't write this, you know, because right, right. I have never done anything this significant sure. ever. <laughs> and so the next morning, she, you know, she gets up and I have my little gift, my little gift bag, and she pulls out this card and she starts to like weep. She no. gets teary. She's like, this is the most beautiful thing you've ever no. written to me. And I'm going, oh, oh no. And then she goes, how long did it take you to write this? And I said, not as long as you'd think. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so you know, oh, man, I have. Oh, boy. I have got to tell her. So, you know, she finished and she's, you know, came over, gave me a hug and, you know, oh, yeah. happy anniversary. And I go, because I did. And in terms of intellectual honesty, on the back of the card, I, because, you know, those homemade cards, there's that little yeah. message you can put on the back page. Yeah. On the card, I wrote, this message brought to you by the loving thoughts of AI. So I did, I did fess up right there on the card. But I said, yeah, you got to turn that card over. And then she's got, you know, she laughed because she, you know, she had been like fiddling with the technology all week herself. But (laughs) right. I was going, dang, this is crazy cool, but also super scary how super, how fast and how amazing that whole, that whole process was. And so she sent pictures of it to the kids. Look what dad, and the way she phrased it was not, not (laughs) look what dad wrote me, but look what dad made me. She says, look at the, look at the lovely card dad made me. 20 minutes after the text message went out, guess who sends me a private text message? My dear, wonderful, intellectual, snarky daughter that you all met a few weeks back on the, on the podcast. She's like, Dad, you didn't write that, did you? And I was oh like, my wow, that, you just totally <laughs> called me out. 
and I said, I said, I'm insulted by your insinuation, but I'm impressed with your uh, intellectual curiosity. This is what I said. It's like, no, I didn't. I didn't write that. But I said, but I, I came up with the ideas. I programmed it correctly. And you know, I told my wife, I said, I meant all those things. Everything that the computer said, I meant it. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's my that's my little thing into into AI. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to just do a show on the sort of the ups and downs, positives and negatives. And sure. You know, again, we are not technology experts. No. You know, we are not trying to figure out this amazingly complex, uh, you know, digital era or or new new foundries, new new boundaries. You know, whatever the, the Star Trek thinks was like, whatever right. into the the great beyond. So, no, we're not experts. Um, you yeah. know, but thank God, uh, you know, somebody from you know the government who is you know probably the least qualified person on the planet to be in charge of this is in charge of it. So, but that's hey. a whole other topic. Hey, yes. there we go. Um. So what are your thoughts on positives and negatives? What'd you, what'd you find when you were doing some of that? So looking around? The, the positives are when I did my little, when we opened the show and I told you about my experience, as opposed to doing just a regular old search on unincorporated associations, I asked the system a question, how do I? And then it came back with the steps. Very, very nice. Right? How do I? do something. Or uh, in your case, I I don't have the, I know what I want to say. I just don't have the words, which if you think about it, isn't really a cheat because when you buy a greeting card and it has all the, somebody else wrote it, you were just right. clever enough to buy the card. Right. And you read it. Exactly. And bottom, it's I love Hallmark. You Hallmark's years. basically yeah. AI of, AI. you know, the yeah. old school. Absolutely. Right. So I you're, like you're, 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 you are, you're using when you buy a Hallmark card or whatever, you're using somebody else's words and their graphic. You didn't go out and take the picture that's on the cover of the card, right? You didn't do that. But somebody made it and you said, Oh, this is this is the message I want to relate to my lovely bride. I have 33 years. And then you sign the bottom love, Kevin. Thank you for the right. So you just did it. You made you were your own Hallmark with there you go. AI. And it made it even more personal and, and more spectacular. Correct, because you gave the parameters that were important to you into the AI chat GPT computer brain, and it spit this thing out. You were just your own hallmark. There you go. I like the way you're thinking. And and I think the AI can be used for things like that, and, and in a beneficial way. I don't think there's a problem there. The problem is there's another side to the coin. Right. Yeah, and that's that's, and that's kind of because I, I would say the same thing. You know, sort of that positivity of the last fry. I mean, certainly you can use this technology to do things yeah. Yeah. like make people's days better mm-hmm. and and give them information and medical stuff. You can sure. you know, help. You know, doctors can be assisted in their in their diagnoses and in their yep. you know prescribing or in their treatments or uh, you know people can find ways to build communities and. You know, live their life better and overcome addictions, and you know, there's there is a very positive way that it can be used to make make life a little bit better. Absolutely. But, let, let but me then ask there's you a the question. other side. Let me ask you a question before we go to the other side of the coin. When you when, when the computer spit out the poem, did you read it at all, or did you just slap it in the card and call it a day? Kind of both. I okay. I skimmed it, okay. and then I copied paste slapped it in there because it looked pretty yeah. good. But you know what? I actually read it word for word the uh-huh. following day, right. and it was it was really good. I was like, I, I think to myself, this is beautiful. 
This, this is a beautiful poem. So, so this is this is the edge of the coin. Is we can become so reliant on the product that AI gives us that we just assume that it's what we wanted. So, right. and you kind of did that. You said I skimmed it. It looked good enough. Finish the stroke. Put it in the envelope. Bam. And then you read it. I think a lot of folks could get in trouble by trusting the technology so much so that they're not validating what the product really is. They're just going with it, blind trust. And I think that's that edge of the coin is it, in your case, it worked out when you really got to slow down and read it. Like, holy cow, this is fantastic. Right. Well, because the first the first version I tried, I didn't have enough parameters, and it was kind of a you know romantic poem for you know a couple thirtieth year in high school or whatever. And it's like, our love began under the starry skies of the forest, and then through our you know intellectual journey through high school, it grew like a budding flower. And I was like, this is ridiculous. There is no way that I would have ever written this thing. So I had to put in a few more parameters. So yeah, you got to make sure you do some, do some editing. Right. Exactly. It's like, this is what it sounds like. What is that? Yeah. But so, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's a whole nother thing. And, you know, I've had some really good conversations with some, you know, some former teachers and current teachers and, you know, the whole cheating thing and the whole, oh, yeah. you know, English teachers, history teachers, those studies. I mean, these, these kids can crank out these mm-hmm. phenomenal, uh, you know, essays in seconds and, and turn it in as their own work. And, yes. you know, again, without, you know, without integrity, without, so go back to our character episodes, right? Without integrity, without self-restraint, without this tenacity to do the hard thing, without, you know, the desire to, to learn and grow, you just put in some words, hit and button, and you turn in something that you call it your original work. And, you know, it's, it's, the teachers are super frustrated right now. Sure. So, you and I are both educators, and I, I'm i not facing this at work yet, but if I were teaching at the college level like I used to, I'm wondering, how do I put the person back into the paper? So a student in a rush, right? right I taught at the University of Phoenix, College of Santa Fe. We had the evening program, right? So somebody worked their 8, 10-hour day, choked down a burger on the way to class, and then we're in class for another four hours, 6 to 10. So if they're trying to crank out a paper at lunch and they used AI to crank it out and they skimmed it and it looked good enough and they submitted it and I grade it, not knowing who wrote it. And I guess this is a fine paper. A, how do we validate that the person who wrote the paper understands what they put in the paper or the computer put the paper? And that is, do we have them blindly, I'm going to say blindly presented? In class, give us a synopsis of, I've got your paper here. Tell me what you wrote. Right. Or you have, when you submit this paper, you're going to give me a five-minute presentation, no PowerPoints, no computer. You have to tell me what's in this paper. Because if AI wrote it and they have to study it, mission accomplished. Right. The whole idea is to impart knowledge in these folks. Now, hopefully they learned how to they learn how to write a proper paper. And that's the other issue right. is is there's so much richness in the process of school, creating your own presentation, creating your own papers, uh, creating your own argument, defending your point. And without I guess my point is we are sacrificing critical thinking 
at the altar of ChatGPT. Right. And that is a grave concern of mine. Yeah, and I think, I, I agree. And I think the only way that you can do that is to start doing, you know, in-class essays, right? Yep. And if you want them yep. typed, then you have to you know, hook up a, a an iPad that doesn't have Wi-Fi. Yep. And it's just strictly a, a keyboard, you know, a digital keyboard that's attached to the classroom printer yep. with no, and you're just like, okay, start typing, you know, right give away. me a paper. It's, it's yep. you know, just in class. And the other thing I was thinking of was, you know, because some, especially in high school, college may be hard, especially a big college, you know, you've got, right. you know, sure. one of those, and you, you know, you don't really know, you don't have time right. to get to know that. But in high school, you kind of know the kids. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And if, if the classroom, you know, uh, C minus student turns in some brilliant essay. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, hey, come here. After school, I'm going to circle five words that you used in your essay. I want you to give me the definition of those right. five words. Because you used How? them. They're big words and you used them correctly. What do right. they mean? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. So, and that really is one of my fears. Now we're going to that other side of the coin conversation because the, the, the front side at face value, fantastic technology can be used for problem solving and medical issues and legal issues and, and all of wonderful, fantastic. Don't have a beat, but it's this darker side that is truly a concern for me as a citizen, as an educator, as as somebody who you oh, and I had a conversation know, a, a before the parent, show about, you know, about someday values. a grandparent. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's the, that's, I think where our conversation is now going is, Hey, and, and you and I chatted before the show and Paul Harvey, the late great Paul Harvey had a saying, self-government does not work without self-discipline. Amen. And we, we've lost that. I think that has eroded over the last few decades but now with this whole chat GPT AI piece, dis- governance and discipline are, are almost considered optional as opposed right. to critical. So right. I'm, I am concerned. Yeah, I think we're, we're kind of coming up on this spot where, mm-hmm. you know, we have this sort of decline in in moral certitude uh, is, is, you know, moral you know, values that, you know, personal integrity is on the decline at the same time, opportunity for corruption and opportunity for cheating and opportunity mm-hmm. for uh, intellectual dishonesty is on the yep. upswing. And those are, yep. those are two kind of scary cross patterns, you know? Yeah. So, very, um, very. but again, this is the last fry and we're kind of coming to the end of the show. Yep. Um, and I know we had some, we both had some scary stuff, you know, with, uh, with, kind of what's going on on this, the dark side of, of, of AI. And um, if you want to tell your story just super quick, you know, sure. and I'll, I'll tell mine and then we'll try to, you know, put positive spin on this whole thing and <laughs> bring it on there, home. There certainly can be and should be a positive yeah. element to this. But I think it's, there's a duty for all of us to understand both sides of the coin. And here is the article I found dated June 11th, 2023. It is titled, Can You Trust Your Ears? AI Voice Scams Rattle U.S. And the first sentence in this article goes like this. The voice on the phone seemed frighteningly real. An American mother heard her daughter sobbing before a man took over and demanded a ransom. But the girl was an AI clone and the abduction was fake. That's how the article 
start. Start. Yikes. And this is that dark side of the AI and the fact that somebody can get a sample of another person's voice unbeknownst that their voice is being sampled because it can be sampled off of Instagram, TikTok in right. a room. I can this show somebody the can show. Yeah. S- sample our voices, put it into AI and make us say something that sounds like we said it that we never said. And right. that is quite frightening, quite frightening. So I agree. it's And uh, and let me let me tell you Patrick, if I get a phone call from somebody that you're crying and that you've been abducted and they want a big ransom payment, um, I'm, I'm sending it in. I don't care. I'm, okay. I'm getting you back, Patrick, just so you know. I, I, would, I appreciate I would, that. I would do Thank that for you. you. I'd like to say I'd do the same for you. Well, first, first I'd send you a text <laughs> and just say, dude, is this right. for real? Dude, this is real. This is for uh, real. Yeah, but it's scary. Super scary. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I got, I got the same thing. The guy from uh, the sort of the grandfather, calling him the grandfather of the AI movement, uh, this guy, Jeffrey Hinton, uh, just, mm-hmm. you know, retired from Google and said, I'm out. Like, this thing is crazy. And he, I mean, he is strongly encouraging the citizens of the world to really take a, take a step back um, and, and kind of pause. He said, you know, right now, uh, this, this AI intelligence is not as far as I can tell more intelligent than us, but it soon may be. And he explained it, that yeah. it's this... Sure. This it's a conglomerate of learning the ability where it's like one piece of the collective can learn something and instantly you know the other ten thousand pieces of the collective know the same piece of information. So it Correct. you know, information can can be acquired and multiplied and disseminated at a rate that we have never contemplated before. And it's got some pretty terrifying consequences of mm-hmm. of you know systems that can take over and make human uh the human component irrelevant or mm-hmm. you know at worst you know it can it can see the human element as as disruptive and need to be eliminated yes. yep. yep so which is kind yeah. of which is kind of kind of scary in of itself and if you think so, about it right now we are parasites on the internet right we are out yeah. there getting we we suck things out of the internet we do all of our shopping on, well, not all of it, but we do a great deal of shopping on the internet we do all sorts of research on the internet we're always taking from the so we we are a parasite if you think about yeah. it which is so there you go on that happy hey, note. so let's bring the joy into right. this yeah so i don't know here we go let's try to, let's, let's bring let, some joy into this let's bring the joy back into the show <laughs> uh, uh so here we go um my my vote is uh let's limit ai to um helping us out with our uh, legal issues, writing romantic anniversary cards, and generally making people's lives better. And, and yeah. that's just, and just let's end it with that. So if you're, if you're doing some AI stuff, uh, remember that you have a responsibility to be better than yourself, right? Use, use AI to make you better than you were yesterday yeah. and uh, to spread that joy to, to the rest of your, uh, rest of your environment. Yes, sir. I agree. And as long as we're here, just fully be aware that the voices you hear are live, they're real, they're not for ransom, and as always, they're part of The Last Fry. Please visit us on Instagram at The Last Fry Podcast, Facebook at The Last Fry, and Twitter at Last Fry Podcast. 
please leave us a comment about this or any of our episodes. We really appreciate your feedback. The Pulse bumper music was composed by Evgeny Kiselevich and is used under a royalty-free license purchased through safemusiclist.com. Mailbag music and additional sound effects are provided via a royalty-free license purchased through fesslianstudios.com donation and from the YouTube Studio Library. Use of other sound effects or music beds will be credited in the episode notes when appropriate.